For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Rochelle, and this is the Bay Area Podcast here on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network, the only place with a show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Citra Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast on Twitter. You can find me personally at Rochelle Radio on Twitter. On this week's show, we're going to be recapping the Golden State Warriors' first round series against the Denver Nuggets before eventually going through what to expect for the rest of the playoffs. Before we do all that, we're going to have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Banabrea podcast. And now, before we went on break, we previewed what we are going to do for this week's show. Once again, we're going to talk about the first round series and recap Golden State's victory over Denver in the first round before. Going through who I personally think they're going to face in the second round. Up to this point, of course, they face off against the winner of the Timberwolves and Grizzlies series. But we're going to start off with the recap stuff by recapping what happened last week with our predictions. And overall, they were okay. We thought Golden State would sweep. We thought they would win three and four. They won game three and it went over. So we did very well in game three. And then game four, we got wrong. It was a high-scoring game once again, but Denver did hold serve at home. So props to them for avoiding the sweep. But then Golden State ended up turning the lights off in Game 5 at home. So Denver's going home. Golden State, nice win there. Defensively, they were great. Only gave up 20 points in the fourth quarter to erase a deficit there entering the final period. But to start off with the actual series breakdown, I'm going to go into the game from yesterday first because it's fresh in our minds. And then I'll go through my overall conclusions from the series and talk about how they match up for their second-round opponent. But starting off with the Game 5 win, Curry was phenomenal down the stretch. First game without minute restriction since he came back. Also first game in the starting lineup since he came back. He played 38 minutes, had 30 points. He was phenomenal down the stretch in the fourth quarter, as him and Jokic just seemed to take turns, uh, scoring late, and Curry got the last laugh. He had a big three-pointer there by Gary Payton II, as he had a nice 15 points off the bench. On top of that, uh, Clay was relatively quiet. He had 15 points. Draymond had 11 points there. He was pretty good. Three blocks as well. Defensively, he was great. Wiggins was okay. The free throw shooting, still not great. Went three for five there. He was net neutral. Uh, had a plus minus of zero. And I also thought that Kevon Looney actually gave some decent minutes off the bench. He had four points in 22 minutes with a plus one. He had four fouls. So, he did his best to stay out of foul trouble, which has been an issue all series long. Guarding Jokic, but 22 minutes and not that bad. So, my main takeaways, of course, Golden State, uh, starting off with the actual defense. They were phenomenal in the fourth quarter once again. Denver's had a serious issue of actually 
closing games in this series or even just showing up for the fourth quarter. And they got blitzed once again. And Golden State took it to them, 32-20. to And that was the story of the game. They were down eight at the time, and then they won by four. So Denver covered in game five, but Golden State made enough plays late. Jokic was great. He had 30-19-8, which is just insane on 66.7% shooting. He couldn't really play any better besides the uh, foul fouling issue, which caused him to get benched a little bit early on in the fourth quarter. Aaron Gordon, 15 points. They were all in the first half, and then he completely vanished into thin air. Barton was okay. He had 14 points. Morris had 14 points. Boogie Cousins was great. He had 19 points off the bench, but it was too little too late, and Golden State got the win. Am I impressed by the win? Truth is no, because I had Golden State winning uh, minus the one and a half games in the series, and they did. So it was never really in doubt. They won the first two games handily. Game three, they won. And when you're up 3 nothing and you're not named Philadelphia, then it's going to be relatively easily, uh, easy to close it out. And Golden State did. But at the end of the day, Denver's not very good. It's the main reason why I liked Golden State to dominate in the series. It's because besides Jokic, your second best player is arguably Aaron Gordon. And it's not your fault that Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray got injured. But that's the reality of Denver's situation. Jokic is going to win MVP for carrying this awful team to 48 wins. But either way, they're going home, and Golden State is going to advance. Now, for the actual series, we got to talk briefly about the pool party lineup, or whatever you want to call it, because I do think it's a very solid lineup, and it'll probably be the starting lineup for the rest of the postseason. I also think that it was extremely fortunate to be facing off against Denver. And we saw as the series went on, the actual lineup became less and less effective. But Denver, especially on the perimeter, was just too slow and unathletic to guard anybody. And Jokic got put in a blender in the pick and roll the entire series. And now, in my opinion, they're going to face Memphis in the second round. Memphis is up 3-2. to two. They are about uh, minus 600. To actually win the series, they need to win one of the next two. I can't picture Minnesota coming back and winning. They've blown two double-digit leads in the fourth quarter. One was a 20-plus point lead, of course, in one of the earlier games in the series. And I just think you can't win a series when you blow two games you should win. And Minnesota, I give them props. Young team, they're talented. They are just so dumb. And that sounds so specific and so harsh. They are just so careless with the basketball. The shot selection down the stretch is awful. I think Finch has done basically nothing in the entire series. And I really think that Memphis is going to win one of the next two. I think they might win game six. So for the sake of this, I'm going to assume that Golden State is going to play against Memphis in the second round. And the reason why I bring that up is because of the fact to go back to the uh, death lineup or the pool party lineup, I do think that they're going to have some issues against Memphis because that lineup is really not good at rebounding the basketball. And Memphis has a bunch of big men. Uh, Steven Adams barely played in the Minnesota series because Minnesota is an awful matchup for Adams because he can't guard Carl Anthony Towns. However, against Golden State, he actually might have some value because he's going to be facing off against Kevon Looney for the Looney minutes, and Adams is better, so he should have a one-up in that situation. They still have Jaron Jackson. I know he's been in foul trouble the entire playoffs, but of course he is still a solid 
uh, stretch four, occasionally a five, who can give you some rim protection. Brandon Clark has been amazing in the series for Memphis. He's been arguably their best player. I'm going to say second best player in the series. No offense to Morant. He's been awful in about half the games. And I know he had a great fourth quarter and the game-winning layup and that insane poster dunk in the last game. Now, for the most part, Morant has not had a good series. The best player has been Desmond Bain. And Bain has been unbelievable when it comes to his efficiency from behind the arc. Clark's been great off the bench. He had a double-double off the bench in the last game. And when you're throwing in those two guys and Tillman, they do have a lot of size, and I do think that's a problem for Golden State, especially on the boards. And the counterpoint I'd have there is that Memphis has really, really struggled offensively for some of these games because Morant can't shoot. And I know he made a big three-pointer there in the fourth quarter of the last game, but you go through the shooting numbers from mid-range and from three, they're awful. Morant can't shoot. It's the way that it is. He's very, very good at driving. He's one of the best driving guards in the league, but the shooting's an issue. And when defenses can sag off, put an extra defender in the paint, and dare Morant to just pull the trigger from about 25 feet out, then I do believe your offense is at a disadvantage because you are basically, I don't want to say playing four on five, but you are extremely limited when it comes to running sets and finding open guys when you have your primary defender sagging off into the passing lanes. And Memphis will have to find a way to get Morant easier access to the rim. I know Memphis fared well against Golden State in the regular season. So did Denver, so that doesn't really mean anything. But Golden State is fully healthy. Draymond is going to be huge in that series because he's going to need to rebound the ball well and play very good defense and also, of course, be the, a facilitator with the off-ball screens. Jordan Poole struggled a bit in the final close uh, couple games in that Denver series, but we'll see how he does in this upcoming one. Curry, though, has been great against Memphis and in general. Clay has been very good as well. Wiggins has had some moments, but if you're asking me what I think is going to happen in the series... I think Memphis is finally going to get over the hump and win a playoff series with Morant. But I think that eventually the road's going to end here. Because I think Golden State's too experienced, they're too well coached, and I do believe that Memphis still has a lot of, let's just say, youth issues, mostly with decision making. Because they make a lot of really, really dumb, uh, I'd say, choices, both offensively and defensively. Mostly Dylan Brooks, who I think has been an absolute train wreck in this series for Memphis. I think he's easily been the Grizzlies' worst player on a game-in, game-out basis. I'm not including Steven Adams because he has barely played since game one. But for a steady contributor or for a guy getting a bunch of minutes, Dylan Brooks has been such an insane net negative that I do believe he's going to be kind of, a, would say, a negative resource here for Memphis in the second series. Defensively, he's physical. He can guard, he uses up his fouls, but offensively, he's a mess, and he thinks he's better than he is, so that's the worst kind of bad, because he's going to automatically take a bunch of awful shots, because he thinks they should go in, and we just saw this, saw this with the Denver series. If you want to talk about Denver's least valuable player for a guy who played pretty much every game, you can make a serious case it's Will Barton, because he was taking a bunch of heat check threes in the fourth quarter of games that he shouldn't be taking, because he thinks he's better than he is. And I think Dylan Brooks might single-handedly sabotage the Grizzlies in this series. But if you want my actual thoughts on the matchup itself, I think Golden State will do enough to win. 
it won't be easy because I do think that Golden State matches up a lot worse against Memphis than it did against Denver. But you got home court, which is important. That's why Golden State had to really win out in the final week of the regular season. I think they'll do enough at home to hold serve. I think they'll eventually take a road game. Minnesota's had Memphis on the rope several times at home. So, and in fact, they've even won a home uh, a road playoff game up to this point in game one. So I'm not exactly sure how good the home court advantage is for Memphis in the playoffs, but I expect Golden State to win at least one there on the road, and I expect Golden State to win the series in six. I think it'll be competitive. I think that the Grizzlies will have some moments, mostly Morant with a bunch of highlight layups, etc. But I think Golden State is going to make too many outside shots. I think that they're not going to beat themselves, and I think they're going to let Memphis potentially self-destruct, and I do believe that Golden State will eventually have their hand raised, so to speak, in route to the Western Conference Finals. So, uh, once again, uh, my overall thoughts for the series, I like the Warriors to win uh, and minus one and a half games. Unfortunately, there are no series prices up yet, at least that I could find, but I'm assuming that minus one and a half will be either close to minus 110 or maybe even plus money, but I like it. I think Golden State wins the series in six. So that's been this installment of the Bed and Maria podcast here for Thursday, April 28th. Bye, everyone. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.